Hey guys, and thanks for you for joining us here at IED Sports. Today we're talking about the MLS Western Conference, the worst teams. Part of a four-part series. Last week we talked about the best. Thank you for joining us here at IED Sports. Alex, what on earth are you wearing? I am wearing, I'm so proud to be wearing this. This came in the mail tonight. I was so excited. The vintage 1994 U.S. national team denim jersey from Adidas. I got to tell you, I ripped open the package like a little kid on Christmas. And I'm so proud. There was, this is the team that brought the love back to me in soccer in 94. This is, this, that was the year. That was the World Cup that made MLS possible, that made the soccer specific games possible. Legends on a team, Miola, Winalda. You know, I, I'm just so proud to wear this. I'm glad I I'm guess nostalgia beautiful. more than fashion sometimes because oh, this, this is fashion. Hair, if you had hair, I could only assume it would be a mullet wearing that thing because yeah, and I had a mullet back in the day. Yes, I did before the hair fell out. Yes, I did, and I was styling. Let me tell you, I rocked that thing like nobody's business. We don't talk about that anymore, but what we do talk about is the worst teams in the MLS Western Conference, and we're going to start today with the San Jose Earthquakes. San Jose went nine, eight, and five in 2020 with 35 goals scored in 51 goals against, which led the league. Let's take a look at some of the contributors here. San Jose had Chris Wondolowski, seven goals and an assist. They also had Andy Rios, five goals and an assist. Christina Espinoza with three goals and nine assists. Baco for a little while, three goals and an assist. Carlos Fierro, two goals, three. Shea Salinas, two goals and two assists each. Nick Lima with the same stat line, two goals and two assists. So we see a lot of turnover. There's some players coming and going. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. This team um, loses at least four starters from opening day in 2020. Who's going to step up as the goal scorer? Well, Chris Wondolowski's back. So that's what we got, Alex. Let's talk a little bit about the San Jose Earthquakes. Well, 2020, you know, what's what you expect the unexpected with San Jose. You saw in the bubble, they arrived. They were they looked like a tough out. You know, they were playing attractive soccer. Seemingly under, you know, Almeida, they were they're going to be a tough out. But then the lack of star power, the lack of spending, the lack of depth really caught up to them. I mean, they eked into the playoffs, but they faced uh, Sporty Kansas City. They they, uh, they lost a tough 3-3 uh, three, three, three was in regulation. Wando scored a goal in 97th minute to force overtime and penalty kicks. And then Tim Melia, the, the penalty kick king, stopped all three. And that was the end of that. And San Jose was out just like that. Out. Second time stepping all stopping all three penalty kicks. Now, um, this is about recaps and not predictions. So all I'm going to say is how incomplete this team is and how astounded I am that they even got to win nine games. We can put a lot on Matias Almeida, but I think he put something in this team to bring them even as far as they did. Um, I'm not going to bet against them, but uh, he gets it done with less. Oh, that's no doubt about it. Like I said, no spending, no, you know, lack of depth, lack of star power. He's still one of the best coaches on this side of the planet. I mean, the rumors of him leaving during the season numerous times from South American teams to recently the, the Chilean national team was word distraction. He commented a couple times with ownership not spending, seemed a little frustrated with that. But at the same time, there were times when San Jose looked like they were one of the better teams in MLS. It was sometimes it looked like one of the worst teams in MLS. And, you know, that, that you're not going to win consistently if you do that. Now let's talk about when they looked like the worst team. 51 goals against that was worse in the league. 16 gold uh, minus 16 goal differential stinks, but it's actually not terrible, terrible. Lots of four and five goal losses mean that they still had more wins than losses, even though they gave up 51 goals. 
Yeah, just like you mentioned, they lost some bad games in the 5-1 LAFC, 7-1 to Seattle, 6-1 to Portland, 5-0 to Colorado. I mean, that that some of those losses, the dark cloud under the franchise, it, it was terrible. The defense in those games was non-existent. I mean, and, and that, you know, it carried into November. I mean, they barely snuck into the playoffs, but at the same time, you're bleeding goals like that. How, how far do you expect to go? But there were some bright spots. Let's talk about some of the younger players that this team brought forward. Yeah, they got three guys that are beating around the Olympic roster coming through. And, uh, youngster Cade Cowell, I mean, I think he's 17 years old. He looks like he's in his 20s. I saw a video of him on Twitter the other day in training, putting balls in the corners of the net. He, he looks like he's even better. Goalie JT Marshakowski looked like he at the end he started starting at the end because Rios was such a disaster. He looks like he's going to be pretty good. And, you know, I, I, we talked about this guy, the, the midfield general, Jackson Wheel, underrated. He's probably going to be leading the U.S. Olympic team in the midfield, uh, spraying the ball around field. Those are three great young pieces to go around. I mean, they still got Wando up front. I don't know how much he's got left to take it, maybe as a super sub. But you know, other than that, I don't know, you know how far this team can go in 2021, to be honest with you. I think every time we mentioned the Quakes last year, we talked about how it's going to be Wando's farewell tour. But he's back. I guess you just can't end on a 2020. A lot of players are going to have fresh legs, including him, who you know only played a couple of games last season. So we'll see what the San Jose Quakes have in store for 2021. Now let's move on. Vancouver Whitecaps, 9-14 and 14 in 2020. Very interesting. They did not record a single tie. They scored 27 goals, allowed 44. Let's take a little look at the contributors for the Vancouver Whitecaps. You had Lucas Cavallini, 6 goals. Freddie Montero, 5 goals, 5 assists. Christian Dahomey, 3 goals, 4 assists. Ali Adnan, 2 goals, 5 assists. And David Malinkovic, 1 goal and 4 assists. Alex. Uh, to be honest with you, this team didn't make the playoffs, and they really don't really not that exciting to watch. I mean, when you live on the East Coast, these West Coast games, you, you see Seattle, you see Portland, LAFC, even the Galaxy, you want to watch. When Vancouver came on, it was just like, oh, oh. You're not staying up. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the lack of star power there, you know, is a problem. They they, 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 they put everything into Cavallini, the, the El Tanque, the tank nickname. He only had six goals. He seemed to struggle. I mean, again, he didn't have service, so that was a problem. That, that's and, to me what it is. Now, last offseason, it seemed like they made a huge deal. We brought in Lucas Cavallini. All our problems are solved. But they weren't. Um, they didn't do it successfully. If you look at 2019, Freddie Montero, eight goals in 32 games. No service. No service, Alex. And you can't just bring in a star striker and say, look, guys, we're fixed. Cincinnati proved that also last season. When you have a striker, uh, Freddie Montero, who's a very good player, eight goals in 32 games, wouldn't that point to something else being wrong, Alex? Yeah, it's the midfield. They, they, they sold Huang to uh, Russia, and after that, they were not the same. The midfield, there was no service. The midfield was lacking creativity, lacking speed, lacking well, almost anything you can think of. And again, that's not going to get it done. Cavallini needs service. Freddie Montero, still, I know he's 33 years old. At one point, he was one of the best strikers in MLS with the China. He came back. Uh, he seems to be a step slower. And, you know, and if you're a step slower, you better have a good midfield to get you spots in the box where you can finish. And they didn't have that last year. So between Montero and Cavallini, without having a midfield general to help them, eh, they were in a tough spot. Absolutely. Now, I have a fun fact for you. The Whitecaps were MLS leading spender in the 2020 offseason with signings like Godoy, Dahomey, who for me was a bright spot on this team, and Cavallini. It obviously, Alex, did not translate to wins. No, not at all. Uh, you know. But, you know, Ali Adnan in the back to me was one of the highlights. We're going to talk about highlight. He's one of the, if not the best left fullback in MLS, he's one of the best. Strong presence. He's really good in the back. But other than that, they really don't have much. To me, I don't see an MLS uh, cup coming anytime soon. I know they have a new 
front office is doing all these analytics. They're linked with guys in Colombia. They're linked with guys in now Portugal, which you know is always good to see. Until these guys get signed and brought over, they need to have what they brought a Colombian forward over. Until they start bringing some more talent over, I don't see how this team's going to compete to for the MLS Cup next year. And it would be great if they brought a new number ten in, because then we could stop talking about Huang uh, and Bomb every week. Yeah, and, exactly and his name. So please get on that Vancouver. We're going to move on now and talk about the LA Galaxy, 6-12-4 in 2020 with 37 goals and 46 goals against. Their minus 19 goal differential in LA was second only to Cincinnati. Let's look at the contributors here for the LA Galaxy, Alex. Christian Pavone, 10 goals, 7 assists. Sebastian Legette, 6 goals, 4 assists. Yet Ethan Zubak scored 2, um, and Chicharito scored 2, and Julian Araujo, 1 goal, and three assists. Not too much to, to look forward to there, Alex. What do you think about the LA Galaxy in 2020? LA Galaxy is supposed to be the star franchise of MLS. I don't know how many cups they got. Six, seven. Like you lose count after five. But what happened last year was a disaster. If you summed up in two things, failure of Chicharito and a, a porous defense. I mean, Chicharito came in injured. You see him on social media. He's a, he seems like he was at every Dodgers game, every Lakers game. <laughs> He's posting all this stuff, but when it came to the field, he couldn't even put the, he couldn't put the ball in the ocean again. But Christian Pavone played with two bad ankles all year, ten goals, seven assists, and you know the rumors of him Argentina and Delon going back and forth that was a distraction. You know that to me, Carlos, uh, sorry, Christian Pavone is one of the best players in MLS. Yes. He needs a lot of help. Chicharito was not there. They had, they had no center forward to put. You know the the, the classic poacher we all thought Chicharito was going to be was not. He was injured all year. That was a problem. I mean, Sebastian Legette is a good player. You know, jack of all trades, midfield, forward, defense. You can put him wherever you want. But the, the back line in the goalkeeping situation with a disaster. You know, Absolutely. that was a problem. Chicharito for a second. Um, I think he's going to be much better in twenty twenty one. Just you know, no COVID, another year in LA. It, it it almost felt like a college kid taking a semester abroad last year with with what we saw him put up. Um, and you know, when it comes to Bavone. He did what he did last year on two bad ankles. He's having surgery this offseason to fix it. Ten goals, seven assists, and he was the best player on the field multiple, multiple, multiple games last year. We've talked about him being one of the best players in MLS. If he did what he did injured, I don't want to see him healthy play against my team. That is for sure. Get that done, LA. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of reading how close the deal is every darn day. Get it done. Yeah, I, ju I just want to stand up on his father was posted saying how he wants to stay here. The, the back and forth between LA Galaxy and the Argentine team with the tra with the with the loan movement, the money is, is just crazy. And until they get that fixed, that's another huge distraction. And that's going to hurt the club. They got to get that done. Either keep them or send them back and bring somebody else in. This uh, negative 19 goal differential, as I said before, was second only to Cincinnati. With Galaxy, we always talk offense and selling tickets, but I think it might be time to make some serious improvements on the opposite side of the ball. They did make some moves in the back, but then again, that's another story for another episode. Again, we're just recapping 2020 today. Alex, you want to move on talk about RSL? Yeah, let's move on. to LA Galaxy, again, Pavone's got to get fixed and the defense got to fix. They got some youngsters we're not even going to talk about now, like Alvarez, and uh, Julian Araujo, but other than that, they you know, they are not the LA Galaxy of old. They they always had star power, and if Chicharito is not the star, and Pavone can't get fixed, they're in a lot of trouble. Real Salt Lake went six twelve and four in twenty twenty with twenty five goals and thirty five goals against. They were one one and six in their last eight games, and that's not really the way they want to finish strong. Let's take a little look at the contributors for Real Salt Lake. Demir Krylock, eight goals, one assist. Justin Miram, three goals, three assists. Albert Rushnak with three goals, two assists. 
Corey Bayer, two goals, four assists, and the assist leader, Michael Chang, one goal and six assists. Alex, what do you think about RSL? Oh, you know, (laughs) this is a tough team to talk about. Started with the owner getting yanked from his comments, you know, and that seemed right. When that happened, RSL could never come back from that. Sam Johnston, the the, Sam Johnston, excuse me, the the DP forward throws a party in the middle of COVID. (laughs) What are you thinking? They let him go. Uh, you know, they, the league is now owning a team. They can't find ownership. That is a major problem with this team. They can't really spend. They got to stay where they are with the salary cap. And you know, no, they are where they are. They're right at what happened with the uh, owner there. RSL owner uh, Deloy Hansen got himself in trouble. He spoke out against protests from the Jacob Blake murder that ended up postponing games. He went to a radio show. Alex, if you own a, a sports team, just stay off the radio. That that that's what this. If has no one learned anything in the last ten years? How many how many more NBA owners or MLS owners need to say stupid things on radio shows? Just do it. Next, his history of racial abuse comes out, and he agrees to sell the team. Now they are without an owner. MLS has taken over that look to try to sell the team on their own. Then you go, you know, Sam Johnson threw a COVID party. Just a lot of weird stuff going on off the field. Let's jump a little bit to on the field and about this roster, Alex. I think the roster isn't that bad. They have some creative players in Krylik and Rusnak, and they have young midfielder in Pablo Ruiz who's shown signs late in the year, the young Argentinian. They have young defenders on the U.S. national team from uh, uh, Radar and Justin Glad and Aaron Herrera. The goalkeeper, David Acho, is pretty good. They have some young talent. Bobby Wood's been linked to come Bobby after his, come his Bundesliga second season coming, so they need a little help up front. But until they get the ownership situation fixed, until that said, that's a dark cloud over his franchise. You can't expect him to bring in reinforcements, really. If someone gets hurt, it's got to be like salary for salary, I assume. And that's a very hard thing to do in MLS. Whatever, it would parodies like the, the the norm. Again, this team could make the playoffs if those players we just talked about step up the next step. But their number one priority is to get ownership. And it's not just getting Israel. So, like, you also get the youth team. You get the USL team and the women's team in NWSL. It's a package deal. That is a lot of money. We're talking three, four, five hundred million dollars. Who's got that kind of money now after COVID? I don't know. And I don't know how this is. This is an ugly situation. And MLS has got to figure this out how to help out Rail Salt Lake. So let's move on and talk a little bit about the Houston Dynamo. That's where we're going to finish up uh, today. Um, Houston Dynamo went four, 10, and nine in 2020 with three, with 30 goals for and 40 goals against. When you have a bad season, what do you do, Alex? You rebrand, you get New Jersey, you get a new logo. I don't know what they think that's going to help, but. Houston Dynamo has some fresh new stuff out this season. Let's take a look at who contributed to their 2020. Yeah, Darwin Quintero scores seven goals and get 10 assists. He was the leading goal scorer and um, the leading the assist leader. Memo Rodriguez, five goals, three assists. Albert Elise, four goals, three assists. Mauro Manatas, three goals, two assists. Ariel Lassiter, three goals, one assist. And Darwin Sarin, one goal and four assist Alex the Houston Dynamo uh to me to one of the most disappointing teams in the league I was expecting a little more uh you saw the attendance drop which is another shocking thing with the high Hispanic you know population down there again no Mexican stars there why would you not sign a nice Mexican player in Houston I don't know that's you know James Harden's part ownership maybe he needs to work on that Tab Ramos came in it looks like now he's you know, the transition from last year to this year there's a they're they're re- they're changing a lot of things a lot of players in and out Team's a little older, like you mentioned. Kintera, they got a bunch of guys in from defense to midfield to forward are over 33, 34, 35. I think Figueroa is 37. I mean, that, that's a little crazy to play in a Texas Heat in August. But at the same time, they do have some young guys that stepped up that came in last year. Ariel Lassiter, they got from Costa Rica. 
Uh, he seemed to show some signs of brilliance. So I think he could be a contributing factor going forward. But, you know, and Memo Rodriguez, the midfielder, uh, he's been pretty good. To me, they have too much old and not enough young. But Tab Ramos is there to fix it. many players leaving. Too many players on right, the out. Exactly. I, I pulled up just a couple names. They really need to stop the bleeding over here in Houston. Uh, Mauro Manatas gone to Tijuana. Albert Elise gone to Boa Vista. Struna, Montreal. Thomas Mar uh, Martinez out to Argentina. I mean, those are that's their whole attacking center from most of last year. So, I mean, you still have Darwin Quintero. You talk about age. He's He looked great last year but he's going to fall off the cliff at some point. Seven goals, 10 assists. I'm not sure if we can count Darwin Quintero to do that in all of next year. Someone's got to step up here, Alex. Yeah, it's got to have to be Lassiter to be up front. I mean, again, Figueroa is 37. Bonin Garcia is 33. I mean, these are some older guys. They, they, uh, I'm assuming Tab Ramos is Fafo out there Fafo. looking for guys. Yeah, Fafo will be used 30. I mean, you know, they did get Tim Parker. I think he's a high 20s to solidify the defense. Defense was a problem last year. Uh, that That is going to help, but they still need more. They got to get younger faster and sooner or they're going to be left out of the playoffs again i completely agree houston dynamo alex let's just go uh we've got a couple minutes left of these teams which one would you think has the easiest path at finishing in next year's recap top of the west show uh that's a really good question uh <laughs> i hate to say it i, I almost want to say that <laughs> San Jose, <laughs> these guys I like more than anybody else, all because of Almeida. I don't like what's going on with the Galaxy. I know the new coach is in. I don't know what to expect for Chicharito. I don't know what to expect for Pavone. You know, they still have Dos Santos there. I don't know what's going on. Houston, we just talked about, you know, too much old. They start bringing some younger guys. Real Salt Lake, the ownership situation. To me, Real Salt Lake, I know all these teams, they have the best rot nucleus yeah, the to best get far. Okay. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go with Real Salt Lake. But without that ownership situation, that thing could go sideways in a hurry. I, I couldn't agree more, but with RSL, you know, they, they say that the culture there is fixed and that they're moving in the right direction. 6, 12, and 4, um, but they were only minus 10 in goals. Those those numbers just don't add up to me. It seems like there were a couple of unlucky um, strikes here and there. Of course, 1, 1, and 6 in their last eight games. If they win two of those games, they're in the playoffs and they're already on that um, stretch. So I think this team's going to get sold. And I, and I think real salt Lake for me is the team that has the best chance of ending up on the other episode next year for the teams who did really, really well. Alex, do you have any final thoughts on the Western conference in general? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty much wide open again. You know, you know what's going to happen? You know, Seattle losing Jordan Morris. Now, what are they going to do? Uh, it's it's still early. Camps just started, which is exciting. I'm glad the collective bargaining agreement was agreed. You know, April 17th seems to be the tentative start date, so guys are in camp. Transfer window's still open. Signings are still going to happen. Trades still may happen. Stay here with us. We're going to be right on top of it and let you know as it happens. Thank you for joining us here at IED Sports.